Today, Canon announced the latest in their 5D lineup, the long-awaited and much-anticipated Canon EOS 5D Mark IV. Canon have delivered most of the expectations of the Mark IV, as well as a few new surprises as well. The Mark IV will feature a 30-megapixel full-frame CMOS sensor and Digic 6 Plus processor, now capable of shooting 4K video. Autofocus is also much improved. The 5D Mark IV now features a touchscreen interface, as well as dual pixel autofocus system that we have seen in other models like the 70D, 80D, and the 7D Mark II. This, of course, allows you to use continuous focus in live view and video recording. Some added features include in-camera time-lapse capture, the ability to grab 8 megapixel stills from 4K video, a new dual pixel RAW format, and also some new in-camera processing to optimize various distortions, aberrations, and even diffraction at small aperture settings all in camera. And the 5D Mark IV now features an in-camera GPS for geotagging your images. With location data, you no longer have to buy an external unit to do this. The 5D Mark IV begins shipping on September 8th, and you can pre-order it now for $3,499 USD. Welcome back to the Art of Photography, everybody. My name is Ted Forbes. I want to talk about the Canon 5D Mark IV today. This has been a, some would say, a long-awaited and much-anticipated camera, the next evolution in the lineup of the 5D cameras. Um, the first one I had was the Mark II, then I had the Mark III, and that came out in 2012, and there were some variations that came out on that, but we've been looking for a more full-featured camera from Canon for quite some time. They have finally delivered it. Is it worth the wait? Let's talk about it. So the 5D Mark IV features a 30 megapixel and Digic 6 Plus processor and now shoots 4K video. Canon have also incorporated dual pixel autofocus, which is a very welcome addition. This means you can now shoot 4K video and use continuous autofocus. We've seen this feature on other Canons, such as the 80D, and it's pretty much the best of any camera in terms of accuracy uh, in live focus and is quite usable when you're shooting video. 4K video was a much anticipated feature in the 5D Mark IV, and interestingly, the 5D Mark IV shoots the digital cinema DCI standard 4K with motion JPEG instead of MPEG-4 for compression. And this is likely what opened the door to Canon introducing the ability to grab stills from 4K video in camera. Now, this isn't really an optimal use of the 5D Mark IV, despite Canon marketing this as a quote-unquote feature, but I suppose that if you have the need to do that in camera, you can get an 8-megapixel still from a video file. HD formats can be shot as either .mov or .mp4 files, and the video frame rates in 4K are selectable between 24p and 30p, which is fairly conventional. You can shoot up to 60 frames a second if you're in 1080, and you can go all the way up to 120 frames a second, but this happens at 720p. Now, as I mentioned, autofocus is much improved in this camera now with the incorporation of dual pixel autofocus. Like the Mark III, the 5D Mark IV features 61 autofocus points, but now the configuration covers a much broader area than it did on the Mark III. You have up to 41 cross-type AF points, and now up to 25 quote-unquote high-precision AF points for wide aperture lenses. But honestly, the best feature here for me is is the addition of a touch screen. Being able to select the size and exact point that you want to capture just by touching the screen is a huge game changer and something that we've seen in lower line cameras, but we've been waiting to be introduced into the Mark IV and it is now finally here. The Mark IV has a continuous shooting speed of up to seven frames per second. This is certainly usable for fast situations, but it's roughly half of what other DSLRs are capable of, and there are some pretty quick buffer issues. You get about 21 shots on a CF card, or if you're shooting on the SD card, you get about 19 before the camera will stop the series. It does feature mirror vibration control system that helps suppress mirror impact for a more stable high-speed shooting. 
Canon has added a few new features into the 5D Mark IV that I will really be curious to see how useful they are, one of which is a new dual pixel RAW format that takes advantage of the dual pixel capabilities of the sensor that are used in autofocus. And so this allows you to make small adjustments to things like focus, in post-production. Now, I don't think this is as drastic or as radical as something like the Lytro camera, but Canon says you can make image micro-adjustments, reducing blur and maximizing sharpness in detail areas, ghosting reduction for minimizing aberrations and flare, and something called bokeh shift, which basically they describe as an adjustment where you can achieve a quote-unquote more pleasing soft out-of-focus areas. Canon have also added extensive in-camera processing for Canon-specific lens optimization, and this refers to things such as distortion, aberration, or other lens quirks. Of course, most of us control all this in Lightroom, but I guess it's nice that it can happen in-camera right now and save us a little bit of time in post. And finally, Canon have improved the signal-to-noise ratio and have introduced an improved noise processing algorithm. These two features should further improve the overall image quality in low-light conditions. And by the way, the ISO range on this camera is native 100 to 32,000 and can be expanded to 50 to 102,400. Canon have clearly put a lot into the 5D Mark IV, and I want to talk about that for just a second because the 5D lineup in its various iterations, uh, particularly the first two models, the Mark I and the Mark II, were for their time very groundbreaking cameras in the digital space. And the Mark I came out and all of a sudden you could get a full-frame sensor camera that was affordable that shot really well in low light. Now back in 2005, what that meant was being able to shoot at 3200 ISO and occasionally push it to 6400. But at the time that was a big deal. And when the Mark II came out, that's when I got on board and I bought one as soon as I could save my money to get one. In 2008, they added HD video in, and that was a camera that really changed the way all cameras were made from then on. That's why everybody includes video now. Canon just kind of did it to throw it in, and it looked great, and people embraced it. And it opened up possibilities, I think, from a creative standpoint into a camera that was kind of expensive, but you could still kind of save up for, and it delivered HD video and incredible still image all on a full-frame sensor and it was wonderful. I also had the Mark III when it came out and you know the Mark IV we've been waiting on it for a couple of years and I have not used one yet. Um, this is just specs I'm giving you today and I'm making some speculations around those said specs but really what it's going to come down to is how it feels in your hands when you're shooting on it and what the image quality looks like and I think that will really start to prove the camera's worth when we get into that. Um, as of today all I can do is speculate on the information that we have. There are a few things though that I think are a little bit bothersome. Um, a lot of people have complained about the seven frames a second burst rate. I don't think that's that big of a deal because I've never thought of the 5D as a camera that fulfills the needs of the high-speed shooter uh, sports photographer. So for me it's not that big of a deal. I don't it's not a requirement that I use a lot of, so if I did, seven frames a second is probably fine. Um, if you are one of those photographers, this is probably not a camera you're looking at at all. But my bigger concerns come around the way it handles 4K video. Now, I get it that 4K video is hard to do. It is four times as much information than what you have in HD, so it's very hard for a DSLR to get to do this. Now, what the Canon 5D Mark IV is doing is it's taking, in this case, a 30 megapixel readout and bringing that down to 4K, which is about 
about 8.8, .8, I think, megapixels. And so there's a reduction that happens there. And so one way that camera companies get around this is by cropping in on the sensor, and that's exactly what Canon have done. There is a 1.74, I believe, crop factor um, when you put a lens on, you're shooting in 4K, which is really not that big of a deal. We deal with crop sensors all the time. It's usually a 1.5 or 1.6, um, but 1.74 starts getting long, especially if you're trying to shoot wide angle in 4K. So that's one thing that is a little bit unfortunate. Um, so in addition to the crop factor, the other thing that kind of bums me out is the HDMI signal is 1080p output only. So if you want to use an external recorder with this camera, you can do it. You just can't record in 4K. And I don't know if that's a move to protect some of the higher end cameras or not, but I really wish Canon would fix that. That seems kind of just a prerequisite. If it's going to shoot 4K, it needs to output 4K. And then finally, and I know I nitpick this to death on so many cameras, I was really hoping that the body would have somewhat of a design change. And by that, I mean, how about Canon, an articulating screen. The monitor sits flush on the 5D, just like it has in every other model. And if you shoot a lot of video or use live view a lot, that's a very awkward angle to be shooting at most of the time. I wish they'd done what they've done on some of the much less expensive cameras like the 70D, the 80D, and put an articulating screen that rotates on there so I can do these videos and you can just get out of the glare sometimes and shoot from different angles. That would have been so helpful. And again, that's where an external monitor or even external recorder would help somewhat if you're doing a pretty big video shoot. But anyway, those are some very nitpicky things. Um, I still really want to get my hands on this camera and try it out because really the telltale thing in the end is how it performs and what the images look like and nothing else really matters beyond that. If you guys enjoyed this video, please remember to like it, share it, subscribe. Let me know what you think. Is the 5D Mark IV worth the wait? Let me know what you think. And uh, until the next video, I'll see you guys then. Later.